And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. You will rest in peace. Basketballs don't hold grudges. He got a bicycle. Uh, welcome to the Wrestle Cube. Yay! Yes. Uh, I am Tom Mimner. I am Daniel Akin Bowler. And if I remember rightly, I am Mike Lecubist. Indeed. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Smashed it. How are you guys Smashed doing? It. Fantastic. Fantastic. Very good. Yeah, exactly. Very good. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Happy to Excellent. Be <laughs> we're uh, we're trialing something where we're recording this over Zoom. So if you're listening to this and it sounds different, that might be why. I don't know. Blame the uh, Zoom Corporation. Also, after last time where we basically had to record our bit separately because it was a fucking shit show, I mean, it just felt <laughs> safer to do it this way. So hopefully, it's all going to work out. Yeah, man. It Let will. the cloud deal with it. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that's fine. Also, because it's all it's all integrated, it's less likely to be there's, there's less moving parts. So. Hopefully, touch wood, which I am doing right now. Not not in a not not in a not in a dodgy way. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, hopefully it'll be fine. So yeah, I'm 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 hoping this will be good. Um, yeah, so we went to All In. Mm, we did. We did indeed. about a month ago because uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about it because really, life's been busy. Um, so I thought we should talk about it now, like. Um, Let's do oh, yeah. uh, like okay. So Mike, you first. What or or Daniel, whichever whichever one of you hey. wants to go first. Um, Mike, you go first. You're, you're the man. Okay. Yeah. All right, Mike. Thank get, you. Uh, give me some thoughts about the overall. We'll talk about a few of the matches in a bit, but like maybe just the overall, what you felt about the the event and the the setting, the arena, yeah. the just you know the 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 ambiance, if you will. Yeah, I can do that. So. I thought everything was really well presented. I thought it was pretty excellent. When we got to our seats, even though we were we were slightly high up, the view was excellent. There wasn't any big poles blocking our view, like mm. it could have been. Um, and it, it felt like a big a big time event. I thought maybe they could have had some more seats on the floor, but that said nothing common. It felt like a big show. And during it, I looked around and I was like, "Yeah, this is history. We're actually witnessing history, aren't we? There's thousands of people here." So I thought that was they executed that really well. Um, the matches, most of them delivered. Most of them delivered for me. I wasn't really up to date with all of the angles, but in ring, I thought it was quality, absolutely quality. So I really, I can't knock them. I thought they delivered an excellent showing, man. Yeah, yeah. Daniel, oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah. What, what, what did you think? Yeah, I echo that statement, man. It was. Um... Yeah, the the we were experiencing history. I mean, that is the largest um, crowd that's ever assembled to watch wrestling in the United Kingdom, right? Yes, probably, maybe, yeah. possibly, or maybe. possibly not. Maybe, <laughs> possibly not. Uh, couldn't possibly confirm. <laughs> but it's definitely uh, the biggest that's been in Wembley, the new Wembley Stadium. That's for sure. Um, yes, that we yeah. can say for definite. That that <laughs> caveat saves you. Yes. And um, like, it, it, as you said, it felt like a momentous occasion. It looked like something had changed. 
This is like, uh, I don't know if you could say it's a shift in the balance of power, but definitely on the PR side of things, it was a, a big putting your uh, your cajones on the table and saying, hey, we're not playing around anymore. This is uh, big boy stuff. So, yeah, yeah that was really true. great. Sorry, Mike, what was that? No, I was just saying it's true. Yeah, it yeah. Felt, felt like yeah. a significant moment for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like this is we're in, I guess we're, you know, as a media conglomerate, they're not in the same league as the WWE or whatever, but as a wrestling promotion for wrestling fans, this is no joke. And uh, yeah, great show uh, throughout, uh, you know, maybe a little bit long, but that might be because I'm old. So, you know, <laughs> but, no, yeah. it was it was a bit long. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I thought. You, what, what about you, Thomas? I uh, I really enjoyed it. Um um, I've been to a couple of WrestleManias, and this at no point did this feel like it wasn't on that scale, which okay. I think is quite a cool thing. Wow! Um, and obviously, the setting helps—the fact that it was Wembley, the fact that it's a nice, you know, it, it was a short, short trip to get there. Didn't, you know, we had great seats, even though we were in the cheap seats, which is, you know, uh, Wembley. There just isn't a bad view, which is great. Um, yeah, like, like I thought the matches all pretty much delivered. There were a couple in there that I was less keen on, but not not anything, you know, everything was either good to, you know, mind-blowingly good. Uh, and, and, you know, it was, it was just a very, very good show, which I also just feel like there was, uh, you know, they knew what the, the what crowd they were there for. They, there was something for everybody. And they really, really thought out what they were doing. And yeah, as you say, I think, it, it, you know, I think Tony Khan described them now as not a secondary promotion, but a challenger brand. And I think that's probably quite apt, actually. I think I think it's been too long that there's been no competition. WWE will always be the 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 leading name in, in, in wrestling. But, you know, to some people, that is what wrestling is, if you ask the common man on the street. But they still packed out Wembley Stadium. Like, that's quite the achievement and definitely a statement of intent. Like, it's... it's uh, it's definitely a pretty incredible achievement, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting to see where things go from here. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, we uh, we'll get to we'll yeah you know, we'll talk a bit about the matches in a bit and talk about general terms. And we won't do a match by match breakdown because, uh, to be honest, every podcast and his aunt has done one already. So um, you know, it's 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 probably not really anything new, but. Um, what I will say is, is at the end of the show, they did announce uh, All In 2024 is happening oh, the same damn. weekend. Which is, which is you pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I mean, y- y- you might have just heard my uh, my meeting invite uh, pinging that I'm late, but yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, it's fine. Uh, good on Outlook. Um, yeah, so, so I mean, that's quite a ballsy move to do that again, to try and repeat it a second year, which I think is obviously, again, another statement of intent. And, you know, if the tickets are the same sort of price, I'll be there. Yeah, me no too. bother. Like, yeah, I mean, we had great seats. I'd happily go cheap seats again and just enjoy it for yeah. what it was. It was fantastic. Yeah. I think as long as they keep it once a year, I think it keeps the specialness around it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's UK fans who would go two, three times a year, but I think if they're planning on doing it yearly, I think it makes sense to keep it once a year. Yeah, and you avoid the saturation point then as well, I think, you know, because I think there's a there's diminishing returns to a degree. Like, I don't know that they will sell it out again next year and then the year after and the year after that. I think that's quite hard to do. But, you know, a success would still be if next year there were 60,000 there, which, I mean, is a significant drop. It would still be a massive, massive thing. And I don't think yeah. with a bit of creative kind of 
set dressing that you'd even notice. Yeah, true. Mm. I think I think it relies on them having a big big card or a big main event. Yeah, it has it definitely. has to almost be like WrestleMania size for them, like this one was in terms of card to, oh, to think, draw it. I think they got away with this one by the novelty factor of it being somebody other than WWE doing a show at Wembley Stadium. The tickets were affordable, all great. I don't think you get people to come back again next year, especially people with maybe more casual viewers, unless you've got yeah. a really big hook. I don't mean Taz's son. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> uh, I legitimately mean you have to have a massive hook oh. of a main event. Like, yeah, you do. I, I, I have to assume when they originally booked this, they thought they were doing, you know, Omega versus Punk, like, which would have been a big enough draw, potentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that didn't happen. And we'll, we'll get on to Mr. Brooks in a little while. But um, yeah, yeah, I like they had to have had something in mind. And MJF versus Adam Cole was a, was a really good main event. I just don't think when they booked it, they thought that's what they were, were going to be main event of the show. With. Why wouldn't they? But it was it was a suitable main event. And I think I'm glad they did it. MJF yeah. is like an AEW guy, and I think it was right to, to highlight him and Cole in the main. Oh, for sure. And they made it feel like a main event. It's just on paper. If you said, yeah. you know, six months ago when they announced this, the main event's going to be MJF versus Adam Cole, you probably would have, you know, done a double take because what? But it yeah. goes to show how well that story was built and what a good job both men did with it. You know, it's, it's yeah, it was actually a really good main event in the end. Yeah. And, and it felt really big time. Yeah, and in hindsight, them doing the tag match on the pre-show that we caught, I think helped me and probably you, Dan, as well, to get into the story a bit more. Yeah, I would say, because I had no interest in seeing either of them wrestle, and then that main event turned out to be absolutely amazing. So, yeah. Have either of you watched the show back since? No, only clips. Only clips, and it looked like the stadium looked incredible. It really does. I've watched. I've watched the whole show, and it is. It does really stand up really well. It looks really good on camera. Oh, that's great. Yeah. No, what I, about I, you, Daniel? Have you seen it? No, I, I haven't gone to look back at it yet. Um, I haven't even seen video clips of it yet. So I'm looking forward to like actually seeing the the grandeur on TV because yeah, I guess I still just have my memories of of when we were there. But I guess when you're there, you can see like you can see the from especially from where we sat, you can see the white of the floor or covering. And obviously, there's loads of people there, but that makes it look like there's less people, right? Even though, yeah, definitely. So I guess from that kind of ring view, it must look ridiculous. So yeah, I have it. I'm looking forward to actually going back and rewatching it. Yeah, should you wish to, and I suppose this is a PSA. I, I, it's still, I don't know how long it will be there, but it is still available on ITVX at the moment. Uh, if you did want to sit and watch it, it is available the whole show. ITV Extreme. As, as well, I don't know what the X is for. I mean, this is a tangent. I appreciate, but they never tell him what the X is for. I mean, this is like That's... it's like adding a Z at the end of boys, you know, yeah, in, in, in the uh, early two thousands. It's it's like they had a bunch of millennials come up. What's what name can we have for the on demand service? I know ITV X. It's edgy. Sounds amazing. X yeah, it's edgy. edgy. It's the edgiest letter. Um, it is I'm, the edgiest letter. I will fight anyone over there. I will die on that. If, if if I forget, please tell me that uh, at the end of this, the the title for 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 this show should be X is the edgiest letter. <laughs> that's actually perfect. Yeah, um, that's that's tremendous. Um, yeah. Um, so I mean, are, are there any sort of standouts? We won't go through the whole card because um, I mean, obviously, yeah, we we talked a bit about the tag match and the main event. 
Um, are there any other standouts from the show that you wanted to highlight? Things that you really enjoyed or anything particular? Mike, I'll let you go first. You're on mute. Oh, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice when my laptop doesn't comply with one wall. <laughs> <laughs> For me, um, I think I did, even though I think he's a wanker, I did enjoy seeing Punk and Joe at the start. I thought that was a, a really fun kickoff, especially some of Joe's little bits. Really enjoyed the tag match, Bucks and FTR. And then for me, I loved Osprey and Jericho. I know you guys weren't that keen, but I, I thought that was really big time with Jericho making his entrance, Osprey getting the expected win. I think, yeah, those three for me really stood out. And actually, and that, um, what was the match called? The Massive St- Stadium Stampede? Oh, that was Because really I good. wasn't sure. Yeah, because I wasn't sure. Is someone going to be like blown up here? Is someone going to be shot? <laughs> literally if, if if that happened i wouldn't have been surprised so i give him props for that just the skewers in the head instead it's fine mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah i thought it was spaghetti no no skewers i thought it's oh so it wasn't spaghetti it yeah, was actually no, skewers. it was skewers <laughs> barbecue skewers <laughs> oh lord <laughs> it's yeah what no. about you daniel uh i thought that yes obviously the ftr Kind of, you know, that whole tag match thing was was fantastic. Uh, I also really enjoyed, um, even though the match itself was garbage, uh, the Darby Allin and Sting match because I got to see Sting. <laughs> and I'm even totally fair. Shambling around, old man knees like barely <laughs> yeah. like, able to move. I uh, see Sting for the first time in real life, and hearing the music made me. I'm gonna lie, I soiled myself. Oh, yeah, I soiled myself. So there you go. Yeah, you two were very excited for that. I was watching you two during the entrance. I wasn't watching I the mean, entrance. It, it, you have to understand, we when we were children and Sting came, <laughs> used to come out to Seek and Destroy, it was very exciting. And he hasn't done that now for, uh, for you know, 20 odd years. And then he did it at Wembley. We were there. It was quite exciting. Yeah. I, yeah that's that's true. A little, little bit of a splooge came out at, at that point. Um, oh, man. That, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. I think there's a video of me screaming like a like a girl. There is. <laughs> me screaming. <laughs> so there you go. That's how excited I was. It was it, do you know what? I I similarly this the sting thing was a highlight. I've seen him live once before, but it was during his WWE run and it didn't quite it, it obviously it was a better match, probably, but like the entrance didn't quite have the same uh, you know, kind of same same impact on me. Um yeah, I, I to be honest, it's easier probably to say things I didn't like as much. Like yes. I didn't love Osprey Jericho as much as maybe everyone else did, but I also Ooh. went for a wonder during it because I don't really like Osprey that much because of who he is. Uh, so I went for a wonder and bought some merch and and, and uh, tried to buy a hot dog during that. So I missed a bit of it. Um, also, um, I thought that. The unfortunately the women's match was quite short and wasn't really even much time. And again, uh Soraya's not my favorite, so I uh feel like that maybe went the wrong way. But you know, these things happen. Um, uh, but obviously you, I get the hometown pop was a thing and she did get a big reaction, to be fair. Um yeah. Yeah, I think really everything else delivered. Um, Joe and CM Punk was way better than I expected. And mostly because, well, actually, especially when you consider what happened before the show, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah so, like, the fact that, that that match was as good as it was in the circumstances is something miraculous. And then, yeah, I think um, 
yeah, the main event was excellent. Uh, FTR versus the Young Bucks. And, you know, as your boy for Testu, in the long term, I've not always been the biggest fan of the Young Bucks or FTR, actually. I mean, they won me over massively during that. I enjoyed it immensely. It was an incredible tag match. It was a bomb burner. I like it. Really was. It, was it really a bomb was. Burner. The slobberknocker. <laughs> and the slobberknocker. It, it certainly was. Um, so yeah, All In was was a I'd say a pretty triumphant uh, success, really. And yeah, hopefully we'll be there again next year, which would be good. Um, speaking of of uh, All In, uh, it turns out there was a bit of an incident involving CM Punk. Would you believe? Oh, oh really? Did oh, really? Did it, lead, did it lead to him being all out? Oh. It certainly did. Oh. All out on his ass. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, you know it's been covered a million times by various news outlets podcasts and the rest of it but the potted version seems to be he had some sort of altercation with Jack Perry after the uh, before his match and obviously we didn't see this we were quite high up but apparently after uh, Jack Perry uh, suplexed Hook on the uh, the bonnet of that car he made some comment to camera some snidey comment about being real glass which is something he'd had a falling out with CM Punk about before um, and then when he came backstage, CM Punk and him had some sort of altercation that somewhere in that led to Tony Khan being scared for his life of CM Punk, and then he fired him. Wait, it was that bad? <laughs> I mean, what was he running around with him? He's used the phrase that he feared for his life. Wow. And I don't think all the details are publicly available, but apparently there is also, because of we live in the age that we are, we do, there was just a load of like security camera footage from Wembley. Okay. Because obviously it's CCTV everywhere. So, like, it was obviously bad enough that Punk was fired. This is crazy. This is crazy. Yeah. I, I think there's... I don't know why. I don't know based off what, but I think there may be slight exaggeration from Tony there. But oh, I I'm with him anyway. He needed yeah, to go anyway. So. Um, geez, Louise, was he, like, running around with a machete or something? Like... I think the wording <laughs> might be quite specific in order to give them an out so they were able to fire him without there being legal re- reprisals, but like that. I'll kill you, Jungle Boy, and I'll kill you, Tony Khan. Whoa! <laughs> well, I think I think from what I gather, one of the things is said that apparently a monitor monitor sort of fell on Tony Khan, but I don't imagine it was yeah. like I mean, I guess you're like kid, maybe like that is life threatening. You're like, oh, sweat in my eye. He tried to kill I, me. I guess it's hard to determine on a personal level, person to person, perspective wise, what fearing for your life entails. <laughs> for real. I guess. But also, don't did he have to go to this length of saying I fear for my life? Couldn't he have just said to Punk, look, this is the second strike. I'm fed up of you, bro. You're going. I mean, I think it, I think that? this is again, yeah. I think it's very important the wording was used for the lawyers, I suspect. Okay, because yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, either way, somebody is, uh, who has technically possibly done this before, depending on who you believe, has got into a fight with one of his co workers and then potentially shouted out or like verbally or physically abused his boss. It's probably about right that he got fired, to be honest. Yeah, oh, yeah, completely. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's hard to make any argument against that, really. No, <laughs> definitely know. not. It's really um, just a. Because yeah, he's on, such a big star and such a uh, big personality, and then this is such a big moment also to have him ruin it 
constantly through stupid stuff I, I guess like i guess i don't you know i've never seen what actually happened in either event i'm just going off what everyone's saying but it's just such a shame imagine if if um you know all of the nonsense hadn't happened before if we had got like cm punk and the young bucks and all of these huge stars like doing money what, on the table yeah just leaving this money on the table this show could have been so much bigger than it actually was as well it could have been you know, one of the biggest shows in wrestling history, and it still was, but it, you know, his stupid actions, it seems, uh, you know, ruined it. So, so it's and apparently, so again, this is all rumor and whatever, but yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, like you know, for whatever, you know, apparently, there was some like that. Apparently, there was a brief interaction with the elite at Wembley, and it was all fine, like, there was no whatever, they just don't want to never wanted to work with him until he'd been there. Like they could felt like they got to a point where they could trust him, and I kind of like, and he keep he kept just throwing his toys out of the brand constantly, and I guess he got himself fired. It's yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. It's such a waste. But the it's real fun, question man. is what 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 does he do now? Where does he go now? Mm, it's a big back question. to the US because there's there's no way Trips is is taking him on. No fucking. Ah. But Triple H, no Triple H is not way. the source of power now, is he? Because uh, oh, the merger's happened. Crazy. And the UFC <laughs> but, is also owned by the same company as the WWE. So That's true. But and him and Dana, CM Punk and Dana White are mates. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. doesn't, doesn't Vince still have ultimate say as part of the deal? Yes. Or have but, I made that up? He does. And one of the things that I found interesting is that I watched, uh, I was, I saw a clip from here of the Vince McMahon uh, Stone Cold Broken Skull Sessions thing from the network where he was asked about CM Punk. And it's obviously this going back a few years. And he said, I think Punk will come to regret some things, but I hope one day we come together and do business again. Mm. Which makes me wonder Which, whether. Well, I, that applies to everyone, doesn't it? I feel like. Everyone comes back. I've always said this. Yeah. I remember we did a podcast just after CM Punk walked out, and we we I said this at the time. Everybody comes back. (laughs) Yeah, you probably did. Everybody comes back. Everybody wants to take CM Punk. He's made such a bad name for himself now. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but talking about the merch money. Also, if his problem is is that the place he was working was not where he wasn't being seen as a, a respected veteran. Like they could put him on that Brock Lesnar schedule, have him come in, have everybody kiss his ass for one night every once in a while, and it's fine. Mm. Is it fine though? I- I'm not oh, well, sure. I think you you put him on. Also, you bring him in. You you do a run with from Survivor Series to WrestleMania. Then he disappears for a bit. Comes back for a couple more matches. Hall of Fame induction. Gets his WrestleMania main event that he always wanted. Disappears off to the sunset or becomes a commentator. It's fine. What CM Punk you're talking about? Uh, yeah. yeah. He's gonna last that long. That's the that's the problem. Yeah. Is he gonna last well, I think he would because I think he'll be on his best behavior. In a tit or something. Like I don't know. He, he was he lasted over a year in AEW on his best behavior. It was just after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I man. feel like I feel like there's enough personalities that will call him out and be even more frustrated with him even more quicker. WWE. But I, mean, I think they're they'll... a much more corporate company, and I think there'll be much more of a like, okay, well, your your frustrations will not be you know, It'd be very much okay. Everything just goes through Vince, and he'll be just he just deals with Vince, and that's it. And he shows up, and he does his promo, he sells a load of merch, and he does his match, and he fucks off again. It'll be the full Brock Lesnar. 
and and if he if he manages this because it's what he clearly always wanted, fair play. But he's I mean he's he's such a hypocrite. After all the complaining he did, the podcast complaining about the shit working environment, how shit WWF is. To come back, I just wouldn't even buy it. I would just be like, you're so obviously here in spite of yourself. The most punk thing to do in the world is, yeah, like, yeah. is to get old and sell out. That's... <laughs> it is literally the most punk thing in the world is to get old and sell out. And so all he's doing is following a natural <laughs> course of action. Maybe. Well, I look forward to booing him then. I think he'll be back. I do. I can't see him going anywhere else. I don't see what other options he's got. And I think he'll want, he'll want to go back, but I don't know. He he hasn't got he hasn't got the the his body's too fucked up for him to go to New Japan, he won't last. Yeah. Impact's no way, too no small. Way. Where else is there? Yeah. Or he's no got way. one option. And he made he apparently he went backstage a few months ago before he t- returned to AEW and he was like shaking hands with people. He spoke to Triple H very briefly. They apparently had like a very brief conversation. I think he was like trying to make amends. Yeah, I remember reading about that. So well. there's obviously some desire on his part. Oh. So I guess we see. But Survivor Series is also at, uh, <laughs> is also at, uh, in Chicago this year. Yeah, it's and true. He, uh, I was shocked. I, we, there was some some sort of wondering about his whether he's got a no compete or whatever, but. Um, He's obviously well. He turned around quite on his MMA commentary job that he does on, uh, uh, which is also something owned by the UFC, which is now owned by WWE. <laughs> so he's sort of technically working for their parent company anyway. Um, but his commentary gig for like this like smaller MMA thing, um, he he turned around and went, "Yep, I've got some free time, just maybe for the next two months." Mm. What's in two months? Oh, yeah, well, in Chicago. Oh god! Wow. Well, now he, well, he's probably just fucking with people. Well, it, yeah. I wouldn't put it past him. I just, it would be. Is my, <laughs> you my, my, my about this you, I know, because my question to you is: Is it impactful for for us as fans? Is is it actually impactful? Yeah, they'll just pretend every, nothing happened. That he's just been missing for the last uh, however many years, at, like, and it, the, he's not been anywhere or anything else in the meantime. And that's what will happen. <laughs> He'll come back, and most people, like, you have to remember there will be large swathes of the WWE audience who just won't care. They'll just be like, "Oh, cult personality. Oh, Pixie and Puncture. Oh, he's back." But I feel like not a lot of I feel like not a lot of maybe newer fans really remember him. Obviously, oh, we know do. him. Also, no, they, how much, look, one video package and you're away. Yeah. It's like how, I mean, when we were kids, it was like, oh, here's some wrestler from just before you were paying attention. And we still were like, oh, that's a big <laughs> fucking deal. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I guess that's true. Also, that's true. I think it's quite important to remember that he is one of the longest reigning champions of the, you know, the, of, of the modern era. Like and yeah, you know, obviously Roman Reigns has surpassed that now, but he's still like quite a big deal in their history. They'd be quite happy to have him back in the fold in order to be able to promote that and to do like documentaries and get him as a talking head on loads of things, get him to actually do like loads of stuff that I think he yeah, like th- there's definitely an advantage for WWE to having him there. Mm. Even if it's not like yeah. a part-time legends deal or whatever, and just get him to come in every once in a while when they're in Chicago. Fuck, like it's 
there's 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 some there's definitely yeah i think there's definitely some upside for wwe it's whether the upside is worth the hassle yeah that's a big question i want him in wrestling i just want him to just not fuck shit up so (laughs) i think he's a good personality i think he's a great character he's a good cult of personality you might say (laughs) sorry i had to do that <laughs> but yeah, like he, I think wrestling is, wrestling is better when he's in it, as long as he's not like fucking with people and you know. Really... Yeah, for sure. And I think he was obviously it's it's this sort of really ironic thing where, despite it being it seemed like he went to AEW because it was more like the wrestling of old. I think he expected to be seen as this like locker room leader and all the rest of it. And ironically, the one place where he probably would be seen like that as this tenured veteran with this locker room leader status who's been everywhere and done everything. Is the one place where he was like, "I'm the rebel. I don't want. To, I don't listen to your rules." Well, he's not that person anymore, though, because if you want to be the locker room leader, you've got to be the locker room leader in a place where people will treat you like that. And the only place he'll be treated like that is WWE, unfortunately. I don't see him being a locker room leader anywhere because he seems like too much of a dick. I I, I think it, it is a mind though. Like he'll be treated yeah. respectfully. I think is basically the thing. Yeah, but yeah, maybe so. just. Maybe that's just because of the contract he might end up having. If like if he gets the Brock contract, I can see people being bitter at him though. Like I think worst case, worst case, he, I think worst case he eventually comes back for a Hall of Fame induction. Mm. Yeah, minimum. Yeah. Whether yeah. whether yeah. whether he just disappears Brock off for a bit and then they they work that out. Also, it would be a real fuck you to AEW if they managed to get him in their next video game. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like they don't care that much about AEW. Yeah, I feel like I feel they like care about making money from fucking that. video games, though. Yeah, for sure. And having the DLC of being like CM Punk from 2011 CM Punk or 2006 CM Punk are, you know, like it, it's certainly, uh, yeah. I don't yeah, know. I look cool. at the way they monetized when like Sting came in or when, you know, when a. Uh, uh, the Ultimate Warrior came back or whatever, right? And I look at that and I'm a bit like, okay, I feel like I could see a way you could do this. It might be, maybe he initially just has a deal with uh, the company THQ or whoever it is that's making the uh, WWE games now. It's not THQ, I can't remember who it is. Um, yeah, he has a deal 2K. with them. Yeah, 2K, that's it, right? Okay, mm, So there's yeah. a deal with them initially, just with them. And then it snowballs from there. Yeah. Um, I could yeah. see that. Very much. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cause didn't we have that scenario previously? Well that's Someone what happened with Goldberg, it's what happened with Sting, it's what happened with Warrior. It was sort of a bridge to getting them back in. You get yeah. them in the video game, they get a bit of a taste for it, they realise how much footage the company has of them, how they could market them if they wanted to. It's a dip toe in the water. See what happens. Love it. Well I, wouldn't be shocked. I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to hear on commentary how they explain where he's been the past two years. <laughs> oh my god, he's come out of a coma! <laughs> he's been waiting in literal human feces! <laughs> I, I reckon I reckon there'll be something about him trying to elevate secondary promotions. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I would be, you can hear Michael Cole saying it, surely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, speaking of of, of people uh, defecting from AEW to WWE, and we'll uh, we'll talk about the other thing on, I've got on my agenda in a second. But um, Jade Cargill, uh, uh, who I think could be a massive, massive star, um, 
has defected yeah. from AEW this side for WWE, getting the full star treatment today. Uh, got the the tweet from Triple H. The she's going straight to the main roster. No NXT, no nothing. That's she's going to be get. a big deal. That's, yeah, yeah that's a big yeah, I think. She's going to be a massive fucking deal for them, and she's going to be treated like an absolute star from the off. And I, I, I can't fault them for that. It's, it's a great get. Should do the same <laughs> if they can. <laughs> They're going to give her I the full Cody it. treatment. Mm. Is she is she going to be on Raw? They haven't I don't announced think they've it yet. Decided have they? yet? No, no. I think they're just building yeah. the hype now. We'll see. I reckon. I reckon it might be they might hold her off, like actually debuting until like maybe Survivor Series is a hook for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just build her off over the next few weeks. I'll show clips of her training and the rest of it, and then eventually she'll debut debut in like a few weeks' time. It'll be it'll be good. I do. I still find it interesting when people jump back or or just go from AEW to WWE. It's fucking it's still great. It still is, but it still does remind you like WWE is still the Don, regardless yeah, of, course it of is. how well you've done. Like they still ultimately maybe you still won't end up there. I, I still assume that about like even Omega and Osprey. I still kind of assume that. Yeah. I can imagine Osprey and Omega. I imagine it's like they would do it if you could guarantee that they go they're going straight into the main event. Like there's no yeah. Not mid card, Michael. Me, I'm fucking Kenny Omega. God damn it! <laughs> you know I mean? And there is there is precedent yeah. for that because, like, look at okay, you look at Cody more recently, but AJ Styles when he turned up, you know, mm. in a similar, you know, a similar kind of pass to Kenny Omega at that stage was yeah. thrust straight into the main event. Like, you know, well, he had a couple of a couple of matches with Jericho, which is not exactly mid card; it's upper mid card at, at worst. Yeah, and then he was straight into a title feud with Roman Reigns because he got big reactions. It's it's not unheard of. It's yeah, true. That was yeah. So yeah, like everybody knew who he was. It was like, wow, shit. Everybody knows who AJ Styles is. So, yeah. I did. I saw a clip the other day of um, which I thought was brilliant during like the lockdown period when it was like the Thunderdome or whatever of uh, Xavier Woods at uh, ringside with his uh, with his trumpet uh, or his uh, whatever it's I forget what it's called whatever his instrument is a trumpet or a trombone trombone that's it. Um, uh, I didn't realize this because obviously they they always there was no audience there, so they were just fucking about quite a lot. Uh, when AJ Styles was going for the phenomenal four, he started playing uh, AJ Styles' TNA theme. Oh, that's funny! <laughs> it's, just, it's such a lovely little nod. It's great. Did he laugh or anything? Or did he yeah, just... yeah. You could see him trying not him trying yeah, not to corpse. It's great. That's true. Oh man, I love that. It's so jokes. Woods is it's so jokes. It's just great, uh, but yeah. So we'll have to see about about Jay Cargill. Um, I think she'll be a big, big plus for them, though. And I think long term, she's somebody who could be like a like a proper mega star. Um, I wonder if they'll go for like. I'm trying to think who you put again. Her, her, and Rhea Ripley, or her and Bianca Belair at, at WrestleMania. I yeah. think that's what the build is. It's got to be one of those two, I reckon. Oh, or, us, or Becky, maybe uh, push. There's a lot of good women now. That roster yeah. is deep on the oh, women's yeah. side. Well, it's a little bit less deep. Uh, <laughs> it's a lovely segue. Uh, so obviously the merger <laughs> happened, and um, it's meant a load of releases. Mm. Um, so most mm. of the releases, to be fair, are people who were in NXT or were not on TV and haven't been for a long time. So you're Roderick, uh, Roderick Strong, <laughs> Riddick Moss. <laughs> um, they uh, there was uh, you know uh, uh, who else? Rick Boogs. 
Rickbergs, Riddick Moss. Yeah. Oh no, Shelton X Benjamin. Yeah. But oh. I, I've highlighted on our running order just a few of the names that I thought were, were quite surprising. I mean, Dolph Ziggler, yeah. he's not been on TV, but I thought he was a lifer. Yeah, so I didn't think he was uh, around anymore. Yeah. He'd gone off to do stand up for a bit, but. I think about him for times. <laughs> I'd love I feel to like see he might. Sorry, go on, man. Sorry, man. I just I think about it in football terms. Ziggler is probably he's been at the club for a, a long, long time. He's probably <laughs> on big wages. He doesn't <laughs> deliver, you know, like Premier League games. They, they wheel him out from the cup games. So I just feel like that is the right decision. Just move him on. Are you, Are you saying... saying that he's Johnny Evans before he went to Sunderland? He <laughs> is. <laughs> no, he is. I feel like he's almost like Tony Marshall. I thought we were going to say he was Mezzo. Oh, wow, that's a, that's a deep cut. Jesus. Tony <laughs> Marshall, fuck it up. I'm going, I'm going. Oh, I mean, United, Tony, Tony Martial, sorry. Oh, I think it's Tony Marshall. I'm like, who the fuck oh, is Tony Marshall? Some player from the 70s just like picked him up. No, 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 no. No, just, just on big wages, just did something once upon a time. A it's just coasting. That's Dolph. So I feel like, yeah. Yeah. Offload. Elias similarly hasn't done much for yeah. a while. Been off TV for a long time. I don't uh, like. I think they they probably done as much as they could with him. None of these are really mm. shocking. I don't think, particularly except for one. Like even Charles mm. Benjamin and Ali, uh, Mustafa Ali. They've you know they they're good guys. I don't think they've ever really done much with them. You could see why they may have, as a cross cutting exercise gone. And yeah, you know, and obviously it goes without saying that it's always rubbish to see somebody losing their job. It's never nice, especially yeah. in this this current climate. It's horrible. But if you're looking at it from a purely fiscal point of view, I could see why they might have decided most of the people on this list were were being let go. Yeah. yeah. I can see Ziegler and, um, Ziegler and Elias doing... I would love to see him in AEW, to be honest. I'd love to see Ziegler in AEW, to be honest. Well, Ziegler's like... brother is in AEW. Oh, I did not oh. know that. So that's not impossible, I would say. Yeah, that would be great. To see him, what, he, what he could do in just a different environment. Because he is very talented, I think. Yeah, I think that the only problem is is, is he's he's now like 45. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know whether some of the ship might have sailed a little. But who Sting. knows? Yeah, but Sting's a special case because Sting doesn't actually have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Although, he, all in, he fucking jumped off the, jumped through a fucking table twice. So, you know, yeah, he's a lot. And you're here limiting the zig, the zigzag man. I mean, I think that name has always limited him. <laughs> it like has, though. Name. It's a terrible name. <laughs> I like it. I don't know. Look at his fucking noodle hair. Piss off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, he is very good. I just, I could never get into him because of the name and his stupid hair. And then that, then he got rid of his stupid hair once and dyed it black and cut it short and he looked even worse. Mm. So... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the other, the other name on this list though that I find really surprising is Matt Riddle. Yeah. So that's yeah. obviously, um, and he's had some personal issues. Obviously, that's a thing that we know about. And you know, there were some accusations flown thrown around about him a few years ago. And I won't get into that because of legal things and all the rest of it. But yeah, he um, him being let go though, especially as Randy Orton apparently is about to come back, and they're obviously buddies, is very surprising. Mm-hmm. Do you know why it is? Do you know what the real reason is? It's because he looks too naked without um, knee pads. 
<laughs> Fact. And it's offensive. And they were like, you know what? Let's get this naked guy out of here. It's disgusting. I think it's because he would wear shoes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That adds to the nakedness. It's just, do you know what the the shoe thing is like? Unless there's a gimmick reason for it, I'm always like, "But you're a fucking idiot, then, because somebody's just going to step on your feet." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would if I was if like like in kayfabe, if I was a wrestler, I'd look at my riddle and go, "Well, I'm just going to fucking attack your feet." Why would you know, he's out there just like you know looking naked with no shoes on? Maybe he likes it. Maybe he's into that. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Oh. Let let me tell you this really funny side note that I just thought of. He was at Money in the Bank, I think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or he, or he was on the SmackDown before. And you know when he comes into the room, into the ring, he flips his sandals off. Oh yeah, like right into, into the crowd. Why? Well, what you don't see is that there's two blokes standing in the front row <laughs> where the hard cam is, waiting to catch the slippers. That oh is, really? That is my mind was blown. I see oh, they just he, went into the crowd and people got them. Yeah. No, they're, they're reusing them. No, they're, re, they're reusing them. But what I, what I love is this heat. Did they have to practice this? Like to make sure he's so. flicking them at the same direction? I mean, I think I never really thought about it before, but I suppose he probably can't get a lot of range on those. That's crazy. <laughs> like, front row. I don't think you could. Front row. It makes me feel like maybe he's like Odo from um, uh, Star Trek and like. When he kicks them off, some of his essence is on them, and he needs it. Back. What you think? What you think that that Matt Riddle lives in a bucket? Yeah, and then if you get some of his, or like Alice Mack in it, so if some of like his juice is on those slippers, he needs it back. Otherwise, he won't be whole. <laughs> this so took that... a turn. Yeah, that the I mean. Maybe, like, I think that's the most logical reason to be honest. Uh, like, I don't have a better answer, so uh, to be <laughs> exactly. fair, like, I can't argue with you because I haven't got anything better. Mm-hmm. Do yeah, you think it, people it, in it, UFC sorry, don't like him. Sorry, man, I was yes. gonna say, yes, 100%. Yes. <laughs> okay, Dana White has been very vocal about the fact that he does not like Matt Riddle, to the, to, and Matt Riddle, oh. likewise, does not like him. What okay. is it? That's close then. Where's the beef come from? His his smooth naked knees. You've got a real thing about his knees, haven't you? I just he just looks so naked and it weirds me out. <laughs> um, this is this is like Cody Rhodes back in the day. I understand this. Yeah. Yes. When, oh. before, yeah, when he when cool. he used to wear pants, I was always like, and then no knee pads. It was weird. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He's had too long a leg for the distance between his boot and his his pants. <laughs> it just looks strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's I, a no go. I, I just, uh, yeah, I. The, the thing with Matt Riddle, I think a lot of it is, is that he, he's not as over as maybe they expected he would be, but also, he's just never quite got to that level. Like he's just, I don't know. Yeah. Like, and I, I could. He's apparently he's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, so I mean, allegedly, he looks like it. He's, his promos are never convincing. I remember when I saw him on the Indies. Before he got signed, or way before, I guess it was all about the in ring and that he was. And in ring, he's quite good. It's yeah, just the personality and good. the charisma and the character just never really connected, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. It's also very one dimensional. It's like, oh, yeah, someone who says bro a lot. Yeah. And he was a stoner. Right. Like, yeah. Way. Well, that's great gimmick. Yeah. 
That says main event all over it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <got> RVD. <laughs> well, no, not, not for years, though. It took forever. <laughs> Legalise it. <laughs> they, they also eventually... they boiled, Remember they had to eventually boil his character down to saying, yeah, or whatever. In progress. <laughs> so, yeah. That we need to know from him? Whatever. I, I suppose yeah. bro is still one word, I guess. 420 and stretching. That's all I know about RVD. Hey, RVD's been on, uh, on fucking Dynamite <laughs> yeah. recently. Well, there you yeah. Go. He, he, looks he good. still looks like he can go. It's weird. Yeah. It's the weed. <laughs> it's the weed. <laughs> it's the weed. And the stretching. It actually, Allegedly. It must be. It must be. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So that's, um, yeah. So obviously a lot of people released, but I think you can sort of see the logic behind some of them, even though. I don't know. Although I love that there was a conspiracy theory during the rounds that uh, they'd obviously all been re- released in order to make room on the uh, the salary uh, scale for CM Punk. Oh, that's... <laughs> it's a lot of flotsam and jetsam, anyway. To be honest, so, yeah. yeah I think it's a lot of people who, who who never really found their place or found their hook there, and I could see why maybe they've decided to let them go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it's obviously still sad though to see people losing their jobs, and I hope they will find either in wrestling or out of wrestling a uh, happy and productive life. Exactly. Yeah. Amen, brother. Amen. Um. Yeah. Uh, I suppose the only other interesting bit of news and information, which I didn't put on the running order, but I will get into it very briefly. Um. Edge seemingly retired uh, in hey. Toronto a few weeks ago on on SmackDown, just really randomly. Um. And now it sounds like he might be going to AEW. Oh. All right. I don't. I don't believe that. Has there been like concrete anything? Because and there's been a me, lot of like dirt sheet rumors, and whether it's true or not is another story. But apparently, this is more. It's getting more traction than you would imagine. I I just don't see why he would do that when I feel like, well, unless right. Vince didn't. Well, Christian's just signed a new contract over there. I guess. I feel like Edge is. He's surpassed doing that. He has no reason to do that. I feel like this WWF run was about doing WrestleMania one more time, like doing the big matches. What does he have to gain from being AEW except for like working Money. with young yeah, I was about to say, delicious green bags. But doesn't he, have, doesn't he have enough? Like he didn't strike hey, me as that kind of guy that he wanted to question. go on forever. Does Jeff Bezos have enough? Hmm? Hmm? No. No, so when I see true. Edge going into space, I'll believe he has enough money. There's <laughs> <laughs> never enough money, Mike. It's never enough. I'm, I'm just picturing that TLC2 spear ladder bump to Jeff Hardy off the moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's, yeah, so he might go. The problem is, I suppose, what would you call him? What Adam Copeland. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know. Awesome. Synonym for Edge. The side? Side, yes. <laughs> Face. Corner. Plane. <laughs> Angle. I just think you've had one name for like 25 years. I don't know whether you can then just rebrand yourself and people will go, yeah, right? Adam Copeland. Like, obviously, for, for Christian, it was easy enough because he went elsewhere. It was Christian Cage. It's fine. Like, I don't think you, you can't be like, you know, I don't know. Edge looks so and so like it's not a uh, Edge McFlynn like it's not a uh... or Edge Copeland like it doesn't really work does it? Oh, absolutely not. 
So yeah, we'll have to see whether that actually comes to fruition. I, I'm I'm with you, Mike. I still feel a bit skeptical about it because it seems well, like a weird it. move. The edge. I think they'd still be able to sue for that. <laughs> also, you too might have some issues with that. Yeah, you too. <laughs> Edges. There's more than one. Edges. Edges. I I, I reckon they they'd probably go to like like edgy Adam Cole Copeland or something. The Edge Lord. <laughs> I guess that might work, the Edge Lord. But then that's got to be a very specific character then, which is not really fake. <laughs> He's gonna come out and say edgy jokes about trans people and stuff. And... <laughs> and I feel like Lord, I feel like M- MJF's already done that, so it's... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. That's one to keep an eye on. But yeah, but yeah, um, I think that was everything I had really for uh, for for this this pod. So we'll probably get out of here. Really, um, if you enjoy what we've been talking about um, and and us talking, uh, you can find more of us talking on the platform in which you found this. So uh, go back there and find more things that we recorded that were also good. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great, that was a great topic. Yeah. Um, Spotify, Apple, all the usual, uh, you know, places and stuff. Um, Also, we've got our website, wrestlecube.com, where uh, there have been a number of uh, pretty okay articles that have been up. Fantastic articles. Big yourself up, man. Some good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Been doing those every week. They're a a thing that we've been doing, so that's cool. Mm. Um, And yeah, yeah, you know, um, yeah, obviously you can find us on our social media at uh, facebook.com slash WrestleCube and uh, uh, at WrestleCube on Instagram and Twitter. We are trying to do a bit more with that uh, now that I figured out how to schedule tweets. So uh, there there will be more of that coming. Um, And yeah, yeah, um, just generally keep watching wrestling and and, uh, listening to this and hearing us talk bollocks about it, you know? Yeah, keep watching the the skis. Uh, for um, I'm going to try and do some more stuff on YouTube. I've been saying it for months, but it's going to happen. There will be some YouTube stuff. We've, some we've, got, some, we've got some ideas. We've got some plans. There's some <laughs> things are going to happen. It's, uh, yeah. you know, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, right, so I have been Tom Limner. I've been Daniel Acubola. I've been Mike LeCubist. And can I take us out by saying Tom? X is the edgiest letter. Yeah. Thank you for the reminder. I, it's always good to know that X is the edgiest letter. <laughs> <laughs>